0: Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, APPA's news director. Our guest in this episode is Paul Lau, CEO and general manager at California Public Power Utility, SMUT. Paul, thanks for joining us on the podcast and welcome back as a return guest. Well, thank you for having me back. Sure thing, Paul. So, Paul, um, to get our conversation started in, in, in preparing for this interview, one of the things that jumped out at me is the news that this summer SMUD announced that it ranked first in the 2023 J.D. Power Sustainability Index. So, could you offer additional details about this index and the steps that SMUD has taken to achieve this ranking?
1: Sure. So, the 2023 J.D. Power Sustainability index is a comprehensive evaluations of the nation's largest electric utilities, customer awareness, engagement, and advocacy related to their local climate sustainability program and goals. So I'm, I'm very proud uh, once again to be ranked number one for our sustainability efforts and our effort really to communicate and engage with our customers. I keep saying we can't do this alone. We have to partner with our customers and community to reach zero carbon emissions. So the fact that they are aware and helping is a great sign. Now, currently, we're about 50% on average carbon-free on our power supply. Now, we're taking sustainability to the next level with our industry-leading goal to remove all carbon emissions from our power plants by 2030. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but our plan is really very comprehensive. It includes tripling our renewable energy resources and supporting customers' own resources like rooftop solar and batteries, electrifying the building and transportation sector, repurposing our natural gas plants, and bringing to scale new technologies like virtual power plants and vehicle-to-grid technology. We believe that we can get about 90% of the way there with the current technology while simultaneously maximizing community benefits. This is key for us. We want to do all this while keeping rates below inflation, providing clean technology jobs, and then improving overall regional health and doing so in an equitable manner. And we can't leave any community behind while we make this transition, you know, to a clean carbon-free economy. Now, with something that we have is that we have a, a clean power city marketing campaign beginning in May 2021, really helping us spread the word about our clean power efforts throughout our region. Now, we're delivering on that goal in a way that maintains reliability, keeping the rates low enhancing our electric program and services and benefiting our diverse communities. Now, as we responsibly progress toward a clean energy future, SMUD is unwavering in our commitment to a world-class reliability and continue to keep our rates among the lowest in California. I think currently we're about 48% cheaper than our neighboring utility. So this recognition really underscores our decade-long commitment to environmental leadership and innovation which continues to power the Sacramento region forward. So the J.D. Power Sustainable Index recognition really underscores our customers' awareness and perceived value of the direction we're moving with our 2030 clean energy vision and goals, and really, you know, to eliminate carbon emissions in a power supply by 2030. So we were highlighted as best in class for growing customer awareness of our efforts to increase the use of clean energy and for improving our impact on the environment. I think so far we have about seventy thousand of our customers that has what we call joint the charge and doing things mm-hmm. that you know they can in in their in their homes or in the in the way they live their life to actually help us get there.
0: So obviously we 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 can upon a lot of, of what I was going to talk to you next in terms of the, the goal of zero carbon emissions and power supply by twenty thirty. So I guess two parter at this point and I don't know if you had any additional things you want to elaborate in terms of steps being taken. And also, one thought did occur to me is, have there been any um, surprises or challenges that, that the utilities encountered to date as it pushes towards um, meeting that 2030 uh, target? Uh, absolutely. So,
1: I, I think first thing that we're doing right now is that we're really increasing utility scale proven clean technologies. So, you know, right now we are retooling uh, what we call Solano4 uh, Wind Farm that we're adding an additional 85.5 megawatts of wind energy to be completed by next summer. So what we did is we actually took down 19 of those, the, of those uh, no, 21 of the smaller units and actually mm-hmm. re- replaced them with 19 of the bigger four megawatt units from Vesta. Now, we also have PPAs with three projects that would add nearly 600 megawatts of utility-scale solar in our power and nearly 300 megawatts of batteries. And we're also doing an infill project in one of our power plants with a uh, 70 megawatts of battery energy storage systems. So you hear me talk about, you know, we're actively exploring new clean technology. So SMUD right now is partnering with a company called MOTS, developing a first of its kind biomass gasification facility in California to produce carbon negative hydrogen. And we're also partnering with air products, you know, Sacramento's metropolitan air quality management districts and others to demonstrate and deploy hydrogen production and utilization for power, transportation, and industrial applications. And we also just had a partnership with ESS for four megawatt long duration battery storage. And then you know, the the surprising thing that we're actually looking at right now is that we're also exploring a PPA with Calpine for carbon capture and storage project to help us bridge that gap. So you know we knew carbon capture and sequestration in was coming along. So we're very very so I'm very surprised that we're actually ready now to partner with a major power producers to bring on one of the biggest and we will be the biggest carbon capture and sequestration in the U.S. That's a big surprise. And then, but we also actually added some new programs, you know, to incentivize customers and provide opportunities for everyone to participate. So uh, we completed several building electrification projects and multifamily home complexes, as well as electrifying our Habitat for Humanity homes. And we also you know, provide rebates on replacing gas appliances electric. And we've actually has a partner to increase public charging infrastructure and continue to help our customers' EV decisions and at-home charging options. And then we're also partnering with a customer on distributed energy resources, including my Energy Optimizer partner plus battery storage systems, my Energy Optimizer thermostat, critical peak pricing expansion, peak conserve program launch, and direct power, you know, direct, what something that we call power direct expansion. So those are the things that we're, we're really, really doing, you know, to actually help us actually get there. And some of the new things that we're doing and the big surprise is that, you know, that we actually have a project to demonstrate carbon capture and sequestration in a, in a utility scale manner.
0: I <laughs> wanted to sw- switch gears and, and, and focus on um, some recent news uh, also from the summer related to a new substation uh, called Station G. And that was uh, the news broke related to that in August in terms of uh, the energizing of the substation. So could you talk a bit more about that?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, you know, in fact, we just have Ruben Ketting over there. So Station uh-huh. G came online last, decem- last December, and it's okay. really a really critical part of SMUS network that powers downtown Sacramento with safe, clean, affordable, and reliable energy. It serves about, you know, 1,500 people downtown, including the county, the county of Sacramento administration building, the sheriffs, the, the jail, the federal court system. So I think Station G is going to serve our customers for the next 40 years. So the, just a little bit about the substations. It's about 11,000 square feet building sitting on a 1.7 acre uh, in the in the section of, right in the section of downtown. It stands about 50 feet high and includes basement and, and two other floors. And so it really kind of, the thing that is really unique about this, you know, is, is the size of the substations. So we really kind of mimic you know, the, the community aesthetics that including mm-hmm. uh, LED lights that can be changed out to celebrate our community events like during last year's Sacramento, you know, historic Kings playoff on the basketball. So we kinda lit up the whole substation with mm-hmm. purple to show our support. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does, you know, in terms of, you know, the latest state of the art, in terms of a uh, gas insulated substations, we raised the uh, the floors, you know, on the substations, mm-hmm. you know, the switch gears, so that to to uh, you know, in case that you have crazy storms and crazy weather and flooding in Sacramento again. And so, yeah, this is something that we're super, super excited about and it's cost us $90 million is one of the most expensive substation that we had in the downtown area. And then, of course, additional, we are adding something we call Station H, which is under construction. And it's going to serve the rail yard area and this will be about another 80 megawatts that will come in, in 2025. Uh, we have a, a transmission substation in the works right now in the river district uh, that will come online about 2030 with plans to serve about 200 megawatts. Uh, another bulk station, at Alberta, that we actually share with the Western L power administration, we're looking to expand and add 100% redundancy, adding 500 megawatts of capacity so, and so this will actually allow us to bring uh ad- an additional five hundred megawatts of renewable energy from our new country acre solar and storage farm. so in the next few years, we're gonna make substantial upgrades you know to our bulk what we call a mm-hmm. pocket bulk substation, adding another two hundred and twenty five megawatts so yeah, we're doing you know <laughs> We're doing quite a bit right now, you know, to make sure that we maintain our reliable class reliability, plus also to serve the load that we, that we anticipate will come from both building and transportation electrification.
0: One of the things that that I was actually going to ask you about is a follow up when it was was related to aesthetics, and I think that's an interesting point because I know other APPA members, I'm thinking of Seattle City Light uh, and others, when they when they think about designing and placing substations in communities, there seems to be this recognition th- that you do want to have aesthetics in mind. So maybe could you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, are the yes. was like Station H going <laughs> to have that in mind as well? I'd, I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, actually, Station G, when we actually put the initial concept together, we, you know, and, and when we first did it, it was a, a pretty traditional uh, facade or the substations. But so when we actually did, you know, went to the community, it's like everything we do in SMART, you know, we have a lot of community input and community engagement. So we got tremendous feedback from both the city of Sacramento and the surrounding businesses and the surrounding uh, neighborhoods over there. So it took us a year, a year of process, you know, working with the stakeholders, working with a local artist, working with a substation designer to come up with a facade that all of them actually loved. And so, it, but it but it actually delayed the substation construction for almost about a year. But I think the result that we're obviously extremely happy. Uh, people in downtown Sacramento, you know, uh, you know, which is hard for us sometimes to say that they actually love the way our substation look, and right. they were especially proud, you know, during the Kings payoff. There was a lot of there was a lot of things on social media that actually mm-hmm. shows pictures of our substation lighting up purple to support cool. our beloved uh, Sacramento Kings. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, so I'm assuming that will be. The future, I mean, the future Uh uh, stakeholder process when we build substations, uh, we're definitely going to going to probably employ the same process in terms Mm -hmm. of how we actually work with the stakeholders, you know, with the jurisdictions and the local communities to see what kind of a facade they would like to like to see on their on the neighborhood substation.
0: So now you mentioned in one of your earlier responses, you talked about the ESS storage news, um, and and we reported on this actually in our in our newsletter uh, recently about ESS Tech announcing that it completed commissioning of six energy storage systems delivered to SMUD. So it kind of just. Jumping further into this topic, the as I understand it, the storage systems represent the first delivery under a framework agreement first announced in September of last year. Can you offer additional details about this framework agreement and the type of storage technology being supplied to Mud?
1: yes yeah so 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 this is the, this is first of us kind of that we actually have with something called a strategic partnership you know with a, a battery supplier that you mm-hmm. know that might would benefit if we were able to demonstrate you know the you know how the you know their batteries can be deployed and how successful it can be deployed and integrated into the grid system, especially you know support to integration of more renewables so, so 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 what we actually did with ESS was that you know first of all it's a new technology so iron flow battery. Technology that is different, you know, than lithium iron. I think all of us know right now the the trouble with everyone's having, you know, getting lithium and cobalt. And so we really thought uh, that's the first things that we really want to encourage, you know, local, I mean, U.S. manufacturing to come up with a new a new technology that would actually help us, to, you know, to uh, to really meet our twenty thirty clean energy goals. And so we said, uh, well, you know having a four hour battery is not quite enough. So we needed, you know, to ride through our peak and do the arbitrage that we need, we need to go probably four to a ten hour batteries. So we what we did is we said, you know what, uh we're we're happy to work with you, ESS, you know, Eric, you know, with the CEO, but what we need to do is first of all, we need to you know, have a pilot. So we right now we have a a first pilot is, is to put in four megawatts of this iron flow battery in our Sacramento Power Academy. So where we can our staff can learn how to use it. You know, the the fire pe- the, the our you know the the our fire the firemen in the fire department know what to mm-hmm. do when you deal with the battery piece. And then mm-hmm. what we signed with them is a a, a contract, you know, a a partnership to install up to 200 megawatts of long duration mm-hmm. batteries. So uh, we will benefit in a, in the future you know when when this battery go you know like wholesale I mean in terms of across the US and globally and we actually get a uh, some benefits you know the more success we have and and they have the most the more i guess a uh, financial benefit we will actually gain from that partnership
0: and can you, I think you touched upon this earlier, but could you elaborate further in terms of the role that the, the utility sees for energy storage and helping the utility achieve its 2030 clean energy vision?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I, we think, we think it's, 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 but, you know, battery storage is absolutely a critical uh, technology that we need to do to get to, to zero carbon. I think what it is is that, especially in California, uh, uh, with, the, with the, the cost of solar and wind coming down, uh, there's already over generations uh, in the in the California market that we're exporting and for free for people outside of California, and in fact, sometimes we pay people you know to take that. And there's also additional curtailment because I think uh, I think most of us in the in the power industry know that uh, right now most of the energy that's actually generated cannot be stored and is balanced every four seconds, so that you need batteries there to take in you know the excess energy when you have all those renewables that's generating during the day. And even sometime at night, you know, for the you know for the uh, for the wind part of it. So battery technology is one way for you to store that energy and use it when grid is actually needed the most. So that's why we we believe battery technology has got to be one of the things that is going to help us get there.
0: And so theoretically, iron flow battery technology could be in the mix in the future for you guys going forward.
1: Yeah. Well, we we looked at it. We we're going to need about twelve hundred to fourteen hundred megawatts of batteries. Mm. Okay. So, so this will be one part of the solution. Now, right. now if it works out really well, the cost comes down tremendously. So we may even go beyond 200 megawatts. But right now, mm-hmm. but but right now our partnership with them is that is is to get to 200 megawatts with them.
0: Thanks again, as usual, a lot of stuff going on with SMUD, and <laughs> and uh, it sounds like you guys are, as you mentioned earlier, keeping plenty busy. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll cap things off by, by, you know, offering you another invitation to come back and, and given everything that we've covered today, obviously there's plenty of topics we can touch upon, whether what we already talked about today or are other, other areas that you guys are, are busy in.
1: Well, absolutely. I know anytime, anytime, you know, you know, if you want me to come back and do a podcast, I know you're right, you know, right now with the electric utilities uh, is is, a topic rich. I mean, I'm sure a lot of folks would like love to hear about, you know, even the whole supply chain and house management Mm -hmm. handling with all the transfer shortage. So more than happy to come back another time. But thank you so much for the invitation today. Sure thing, Paul.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Schimpoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power.